Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spin FL. What is up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Excuse me, Sarah. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about vasectomies. Let's go with vasectomies. <laughs> We're not actually talking about it because I want to get one. And Skip said his story will scare me away from the procedure and I don't want to be scared out of it so I'm going to get the procedure and then I'll hear your amazing story. I have a, given that we have um, you know some time before the Super Bowl mm. uh, maybe maybe next week when we're doing the Super Bowl preview we have time for a little distraction uh, a little side story it's um <laughs> It's a very interesting uh, story that involves a vasectomy that did not go according to plan. I'll mm. just say that. Um, it's, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> it was a rough couple of days. Let's just say that. <laughs> For now. <clears throat> well, well, my balls hurt. So uh, <laughs> what you got on the docket here, man? What are we talking about? <laughs> Yeah, let's jump into some news. Obviously, uh, there are a ton. Man, this is the year that everybody, like so many assistant coaches and coordinators are getting fired. We talked a lot about it last week, yeah. uh, which meant that at some point, you're going to have to get some motherfuckers hired. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest news stories of the week, which had Jonathan Rollins uh, just about to fucking create all kinds of mess up in his britches uh, was the announcement that the Dolphins have hired Vic mm. Fangio as mm. their defensive coordinator. Oh man, I'm uh, I can't be happier. I couldn't be happier. This was my dream hire. I said it before. I, I said they should have hired uh, fired Josh Boyer last year and mm. bring in Vic Fangio, who was uh, like it was mentioned that that uh, Mike McDaniel liked him. And wanted him there, but they probably just wanted to keep things as steady as possible with the defense, and because there was no problem with the defense under Flores. And then, mm. well, <laughs> this is a good hire. They 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 brought him in now. I guess they trust Mike McDaniel. This shows they trust him. And like, okay, bring your guy in. Now that we know that you're, they like you. They like him, obviously. So, as they should. I feel like there was way too much chatter. And I know that it probably had a lot to do with, you know, the story that preceded the hiring of McDaniel, this this story of um that got Stephen Ross in trouble. Oh, okay. With with trying to get Sean Payton and Tom Brady to come to the Dolphins. I but that yeah. this that whole doesn't business... mean that that doesn't mean McDaniel isn't <clears throat> your guy. It just means that 
you want to. I know, but there were. There were a lot of analysts who were like saying, well, we know Mike McDaniel did a good job this year, but, you know, could he give Stephen Ross does crazy shit? I'm like, come on, man, this guy. This time last year, rumors were going around that one of the coaches who might get fired is Brian Flores, and we all balked at it. Like, what are you what are you talking about? And then mm. he was fired the next week. Oh, no, no, he's fired like now-ish. You know what I mean? But I think he was fired because he... Because no, it wasn't due to performance, but everybody just thought. So it's obvious that Stephen Ross isn't only thinking about performance. True, but I, it would have been incredibly stupid for them to fire Mike McDaniel. He, he's Hell been yeah. great. It was. Stu- great. I thought it was stupid for them to fire Flores, but then again, you don't want to have conflict in there like that. If your GM and the coach don't get along, then <clears throat> yeah. But now you got a legit defensive coordinator. This is a big. Hmm. This is big time. Yeah. It's really nice. um, highest paid who, defensive coordinator in the league. Nice. Uh, we had the Jets offensive coordinator Mike Lafleur, who got fired about a week or two ago, has now found himself a new gig as the offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams. Did we talk about the uh, the Jets' new offensive coordinator? No, not yet. Okay. I forgot who it was, though. It's Nathaniel Hackett. Yes, we did. Didn't we bring that up? We must have talked about that last week. Yeah, we did bring that up last week. Uh, Is my video frozen for you? It is, yeah. Okay, I'll switch to this. It's not as good looking, (laughs) but it'll work. (laughs) It's frozen in a very precarious position. You're like... Yeah, I was (laughs) scratching my chin. Hey, we got uh, we got it's a new it's a new computer here, man. We got to figure it out. Now I look <clears throat> like the same color as my shirt, but whatever. Mm. <laughs> Can't win them all. The uh, the other big hire this week, the Falcons have gone out here and snatched the Saints' defensive coordinator Ryan Nielsen. We out here snatching chains, y'all. You were happy this. about that. I love it. I love taking something away from the New Orleans Saints. I hope he's good, <laughs> you know. Um, but this guy, I mean, you know, they're they're saying that this guy could could unlock this defense. Hopefully, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm worried that we may not have the pieces that we need. But we'll see how good of a coach he is. But this guy, I mean, he's been with the Saints since 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, most recently serving as the defensive line coach and co-defensive coordinator. Um, I mean, that Saints defense has been one of the best in the league for, you know, on and off for the last decade. So let's see. New Orleans has recorded 281 sacks during his time there. Mm -hmm. Second most in the NFL over that span. Cam Jordan has been there. Well, that's the problem. We don't have a Cam Jordan. That's what I'm exactly. worried about. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they 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 frequently finish in the top ten in sacks, um, and this guy's a big part of that. So I love that we out here snatching their defensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, now look the 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 Falcons have fired three of their last defense defensive uh, assistants, which you know. You know, I we just have not been – we've been one of the worst defenses in the league for years. So any help we can get is good. I'm wondering if we say that uh, 
this is the last straw for our guy, your guy, the the silver spoon. I think this will be the last year for him to. I think this year he'll be fine, unless, of course, I mean, if it just goes, if we go like one in 16 or something, then yeah, I could see him getting fired. I think Arthur Smith is safe this year, coming into this year. Um, But I think this will be the last year you could consider him safe. Okay. Because, I mean, what do they say? Three, four years is pretty much all you get. I think you should get four. If you can't turn it around by year four, you're probably gone. Mm. Um, But yeah, I I think he deserves, I think year one for me is, is, is a wash. He inherited an absolute nightmare with no salary cap. This year will be the first year that we actually have a salary cap to work with where he, this year is the first year that Arthur Smith has a chance to truly build this team the way he wants to build it. If they get that defense, right. Yeah. If they get, if that's the right hire, then, you know? Yeah. Could be terrible. And the Saints are sticking with Dennis Allen. That is correct. <laughs> you should be happy about that. I just don't think he's the one. Well, and now you have, I mean, you know, that division is still, you know, obviously was the worst division this year. Uh, Who's the best lot. coach in the division? Well, it's kind of hard to say at the moment. Well, I think is you it? have to. You'd have to say it's Frank Reich now yeah. that he's been hired for Carolina. He's certainly yeah. the best coach in the division. Uh, you, you know, so I don't, I don't know, man. I, but it's one of those divisions that's still up for grabs. So, yeah. Um, sticking with the uh, offensive coordinator news, Cowboys have fired their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Fired him. And apparently, Mike McCarthy will take over the play calling dues, duties in Dallas. <laughs> For those of you who are not watching, Jonathan Rollins has leaned away from the microphone and is rubbing his eyes uh, as uh, if to indicate what the fuck. Yeah, that's exactly what's wrong with y'all. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a soundboard today, so we're gonna be or we'll be using uh, our own voices as soundboard. So this the, the, bitch, <laughs> exactly. The Cowboys had a top five scoring offense. In 2022, mm-hmm. averaging yeah. 27.5 points per game. Um, is it because the uh, Kellen Moore lined up Zeke at center? <laughs> it was a fireball offense. Or what? I don't. What, isn't Kellen Moore one of the someone, hottest coordinators? Well, obviously, someone on the offensive side of the ball had to take responsibility for this team's latest playoff defeat. And for some reason, it couldn't be Dak Prescott who led the league in picks with 15 interceptions. Um, and, and, and he threw 15 interceptions after missing five, five games. games. Yes. Uh, historically speaking, I don't think anyone's ever done that before. <laughs> um, but as you suggest, um, <clears throat> It, 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 Kellen Moore did not need to sort of uh, apply to join the breadline for too long uh, because almost immediately it was announced that the Los Angeles Chargers have hired Kellen Moore to be their offensive coordinator. So it happened like oh, that. McCarthy about to be gone, man. 
Oh yeah, his seat is the hottest coming. You're in the adding industry, yourself, like you're adding a responsibility onto yourself. I guess he's saying if it's going, if I'm gonna go down, I'm gonna go down swinging. Yep. Wow, scapegoating like crazy. <clears throat> Didn't they fire other positions too? I think they fired like six different right. assistant coaches, and they kept Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator. Uh, who was out here interviewing for a number of different jobs. I don't see why Dan Quinn... I mean, if McCarthy gets fired in season, Dan Quinn's your interim head coach, period. Right? Maybe that's what he's waiting on. Maybe Dan Quinn is like, I want to take... The, he's showing some loyalty. Yeah. Taking some interviews, turning it down publicly, saying I want to stick this thing out to... Saying he wants to win a Super Bowl in Dallas. That's what he said. Yeah. And then... Once McCarthy inevitably gets fired, Dan Quinn can take the reins and right the ship. Don't be surprised when that happens next year, y'all. I think they start 0-3, it's a wrap. I think Jerry's <laughs> going to pull the trigger faster than a damn a dirty cop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And quarterback news, Cardinals quarterback, Kyler Murray is expected to miss the start of the 2023 season and may not return until the second half due to that knee injury. Oh, I thought it was a bruised ego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he doesn't have to worry about Cliff Kingsbury. So true. You know what a suck, you know what a suck. What I was thinking about hmm. if <laughs> Brian Flores gets the coaching job, and he's gone from Tua to Kyler Murray, mm. which are both kind of like uh, quarterbacks that have a little bit of fragility. Sure. And are this new age that don't really uh, respond to tough, you know, hard-nosed coaching like that. Mm. So it'll suck for Brian Flores to get that head coaching position. And then now you got to deal with somebody who is out here tweeting bullshit and to communicate. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. So I'll, I'll be like, man, God, God damn. <laughs> the one part of this report that I feel is very smart is that they're saying that they want to take their time and they want to mm-hmm. make sure that he's 100% healed. He's young. He's got a long career and he's not going to rush. <sighs> coming back before he's ready don't do it flores don't do it flores (laughs) but it kind of begs the question like what are they going to do at quarterback if he's not going to start until midway you know they're going to do they're going to bring in a good uh uh veteran a la ryan fitzpatrick yeah could be jimmy g yeah somebody like that who's good enough to make you think oh this could be the starting quarterback and it's going to create a quarterback controversy when it's time for murray to come back in and the quarterback's been winning games for you Ryan Just like Ryan Fitzpatrick and uh, Tua Tungvaloa. It's going to be the Ryan... same fucking thing. You could do a Ryan Tannehill. He's a free agent. Is he a free Derek... agent? Derek Carr, also out here in the wind. Oof. With a lot of options. And the GM's not going to want to move on. Or did they fire the GM? They only fired... They only GM's fire. gone. Oh, he's gone, GM's too? gone too. So nobody's got ties to Murray, but Murray just got the contract. Yep. This could end in a bad way. Most likely will. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, 
on with the uh, quarterback news. Aaron Rodgers trade rumors. Can we skip to the next story? <laughs> the NFL insiders convinced that the Packers prefer to move on from Aaron Rodgers. It's Jordan apparently. Love time, baby. Yep. Apparently, league sources are convinced that the franchise prefers to move on from Rodgers, just as it did once upon a time with Brett Favor. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I say that because I I watched um, on NFL Network on the or on the Game Pass. You know, they've got that thing where you can watch those different shows that they have. Mm-hmm. And there's one called Timeline where they talk about specific times in the NFL history and they have one this hour-long program on the 91 falcons and how you know dion and all that mc hammer too legit to quit how they sort of brought swag to the nfl with that whole dion mc hammer all these people on the sidelines and jerry jones and you know they just did it in a different way you know but it was funny because that was also the year that the falcons drafted brett Favre, and they cut to the clip of like they were like and the atlanta falcons with the blah 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 pick in the draft select Brett Favor <laughs> <laughs> completely botched his name. It was hilarious. This was funny. very funny. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot that indicates that that Rogers could be on the move. Um, it'd be interesting to see where he winds up. To be honest, and what they get for him, mm-hmm. that could kind of set the market. <clears throat> yeah, it could. Uh, let's see. Yeah. It's pro- his, his salary is projected to be more than 16 million. That's not, that's not that much. Wait, that no, is. it's projected to be more than 16 million over the salary cap. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The, no, the oh, Packers okay. are going to be 16 million over the cap. Uh, mm, that's an easy way to get under. True. Damn. Wow. I can't imagine him in another Jersey, but. We said 20, that about Brett Favre too. Twenty twenty three. I mean, the weird thing is, is that he could wind. I mean, one of the strongest rumors is that he's going to wind up with the Jets. They'll be immediate, is, like uh, up there for. That could win the division. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're plug and play. I agree. Well, the other one sort of fits into the next story I wanted to talk about, which is that following this. Um, injury to Brock Purdy suddenly you know what felt like a settled issue everyone thought Brock Purdy was going to be the 49ers starting quarterback next year now everyone's wondering who's going to be their quarterback he's he he's got mm. this torn um UCL in his elbow mm-hmm. uh probably going to require surgery it, it, he'll be out for at least 6 months maybe longer. So they might be in a similar situation where they need to bring somebody in to start the season. They have Garoppolo. Uh, They have Lance will be back. Right. Right. But I mean, Lance is obviously recovering from his broken angle ankle, which he suffered back in week two. Um, It's just not really, it sort of opens up a fair amount of doubt as to what they're going to do. Um, isn't that the same injury Josh Allen got? It looked like the same type of hit, too. I think so, yeah. I, I remember UCL. I mean, Jimmy. I don't think they're going to keep Jimmy G because I think he's going to cost too much money. I think they'll, they're going to be able to toss him off on somebody else. Uh, I think Jimmy G should go to the Cardinals, actually. I think that would be a good... Yeah, that is a good know. one. <clears throat> or uh, Carolina. 
True. I actually think, well, I, here's the thing. I think Carolina is in a precarious situation where the owner really wants to fix their quarterback situation. I think Carolina is going to try to draft. Okay. The future. I think Carolina might try to move up to get one of the hotshot quarterbacks in the draft. Okay. That's my prediction. I think they would rather go young mm-hmm. and develop a, you know, like a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud or uh, it, rather than like, Hey, let's get a Derek Carr in here and see what happens. Because I think, I don't think Frank Reich wants to do that. Cause he just spent the last, how many years, five, six years taking veteran quarterbacks as, as the Colts yeah. coach to sort of cover, like he knows that that doesn't work by experience. He knows it doesn't work. So it would be my guess that Frank Reich is not interested in making the same mistakes in Carolina that he made in Indianapolis. I can't believe Andrew Luck just walked away. Mm. I can't, I can't take it anymore. Mm. I can't, all this injuries, it's not fun. So I'm done playing the game. Got to play golf and hack trees. <laughs> In our final bit of quarterback news, my man, former Bulldog Stetson Bennett was out here trying to kill his draft stock. By getting arrested for public intoxication. Bro. What is somebody else to drink for you, man? What is he doing? For right now, somebody I'll be passing every drink on to other people until I get drafted. Hey, drink that for me, man. This is the same guy who got got a lot of heat when they won the national championship last year. Oh, they won last year too? Oh, I don't know if you realize this. They've won back to back, so that's okay. two years, uh. two years in a row. <laughs> okay, just a, in- interesting. <laughs> just a way of sort of highlighting the level of dominance <laughs> uh, that the Georgia football program has has illustrated mm. for the world. But you, when they won it last year, he went on like CBS Good Morning America or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. the morning after they won. And you could tell, like, he wasn't hung over because he was still drunk from the night before. <laughs> like, he was, like, had a really hard time of, like, putting sentences together. Oh, man. Um, and he got a lot of flack for that. And now he's already not expected to oh, be. Oh, he was uh, probably underage, too, huh? Oh, no. He was, no, 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 no. He's, you know what? He's, like, 25 he's, or some shit. He's, yeah, he's he's as old as Joe Burrow, I think. Okay. He's, Damn. He's older than a lot of quarterbacks who are in the league now. But he... He's been in college for so long that he's because of he transfer and you get an extra year and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Anyway. He's like, I'm doing this um, for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> for my so apparently, kids. according to the police, he was arrested around six o'clock on Sunday morning. Officers responded to a call about a man banging on doors and they encountered Stetson Bennett, although they're not really sure if he was the one banging on doors. Either way, they determined that he was severely intoxicated and he was taken into a detention center and arrested. Damn, he got detention outside of school, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to hurt his draft stock for sure, which was already not great to begin with. He's he's he doesn't have he doesn't have the metrics, physically speaking, Here we of go. a typical NFL quarterback. Jalen Hurts um, all over again. Could be. Could be. I don't know. We'll see. It's just an interesting story. Um, I, one of my friends from back home was like, shit, after back-to-back championships, this guy should – I'd be drunk for a whole month, um, <laughs> which apparently he has been. So, 
<laughs> well. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Uh, finally, I thought we would dive into this was announced last week, but we didn't really have time to talk about it. But to get into the NFL honors, yeah, man, the uh, MVPs and offensive players of the year and all that kind of stuff. Can we? Um, um I was thinking we could start end with MVP and work our way up to it. I like the way you think because the first one I got here is the AP assistant coach of the year. I want to start there, yeah. Who do they got? They got the offensive coordinator from the Lions, Ben Johnson, Worthy who Canada. wasn't the one that was talking that shit during the Hard Knocks. He was like quietly in the background. That's true. While Deuce Staley was beefing it up with the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's uh, one of the hottest coaching uh, hire uh, p- potential coaching hires, uh, D'Amico Ryan's 49ers mm-hmm. defensive coordinator, and then. Mm-hmm. There's Shane Steichen, the Eagles offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. All are uh, nominated for uh, assistant coach of the year. I think it's, and that's the only three. Anybody you think should be on this list who's not on this list? Uh, yes. I've been grapefruiting the shit out of this man all season, and I think he's the engine, the quiet engine behind the machine that is the the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, and that's... Lou Anarumo. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that he's not nominated. I agree. The way that they went on that tear at the end of the year where they're not losing games. It's a good point. Or, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, you said, the, yeah. They, so, uh, D'Amico Ryans, of course, should be on there. Uh, ben Johnson, the Lions did have an explosive offense, so that kind of makes sense, too. But I don't now, know. I, I would put important- him there before uh, – Ben the important thing to keep in mind is that these uh, these the, these things have already been voted on before the playoffs start. Mm-hmm. So if I would have to guess, I would say they're probably going to give it to either D'Amico Ben Ryan. Johnson or D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, D'Amico Ryans is going to get it. It was just a lot of narrative around Ben Johnson towards the end of the season. Yeah, but like there was a slump they had. Like when what's it? Their season it seemed to be more tied to uh, Amon Ross St. Brown than mm. Ben than Ben Johnson because one mm. player went down and that offense just fucking sputtered. Then That's he true. comes back from his injury and then the offense blows up again. So 
You know what? You're right. It should. You know what? Fuck. It should be D'Amico Ryan's. He should win this. Yeah, that defense was all year carrying that team while they figured out their quarterback situation. Enough to the point where, as you mentioned last episode, the third quarterback was doing all of this stuff uh, and didn't have too much pressure on himself because you just weren't scoring on it. How many players do we know now from that defense that we didn't know about before the year? I agree. I agree. I agree. Coach of the year, there's five candidates. We got each individual, each and every individual in the building. Uh, mm. Nick Sirianni, Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. Doug Peterson, who took uh, a shit ball that was on fire and turned it into a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Sean McDermott, mm. Buffalo Bills, who was probably voted on before the season started. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that rant on uh, the Pat McCaffrey, uh, Pat McAfee show? Uh-uh. There's a rant of this guy. This guy is ranting about uh, the. Uh, <laughs> I should play it. He's ranting about the Bills fans, and mm. he hates them so much. Mm. And he begins the rant by saying, "I know that the three-time Super Bowl uh, defending Super Bowl champion Bills, but and he's like keeps going and McAfee's like, what? What are you talking about? Three things? Like, oh, you haven't been on Twitter." Apparently, the Buffalo Bills have won the Super Bowl three times in a row the way that they're talking. Oh, so great. He just undressed the Buffalo Bills fans. Anyway, Sean McDermott, and he's talking about before the season, everybody's like, they're going to win. They have all of this hype, and they haven't been better than the Bengals. Uh, and then there's Brian Dable of the Giants. Uh, mm. Those are the Coach of the Year candidates. I think that's all good Coach of the Year candidates. <clears throat> I'm looking at an article here that says that it also includes some people that they – feel have been snubbed from these respective okay. categories from coach of the um, year who's been snubbed for coach of the year that should have been well they say dan campbell i disagree with that no definitely they, they disagree. Did, dan campbell did a great job but they did start the year zero and six so yes. like, what are you talking about uh the other one who i think maybe belongs on the list would be vikings coach kevin o'connell yeah. um so to me, that's a legitimate snub. I could mm-hmm. put him there instead of. I put him there instead of McDermott. Yeah, I could put I... him there. Doug Peterson <laughs> definitely deserves to be there, but I know who you want to say. Go ahead, say it, man. Man, fuck Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably gonna win too because it's like, oh, he had to play his third string quarterback. It's like, man. No. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But I think uh, if you go there, you got to go with Doug Peterson, man. I think I think Sirianni is a worthy winner of this award. Man, there's only one coach on this list that's worthy of this award. I think head and shoulders above the rest of them is Brian Dable. True. He turned like he turned Daniel Jones into one of the top quarterbacks in the league. You know what I mean? Like, or I'm sorry. From the goat of the league, right. of like you know this guy's gonna fuck up, he's gonna throw you to like not been an issue at all. Fair to point. A, a middle of the road quarterback that's not gonna lose your games and might win you some games, maximized this quarterback and made this team believe. By the middle of the season, we we're all believing, and we were shocked when they got blown out by the uh, Eagles because they had us all believing mm. because of him. Mm. 
yeah. give uh, like a couple. He's 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 doing what McDermott did a couple years ago. It's a good argument. It's hard to argue against that. Yeah, I think he's the best, the best one on there, or the best mm-hmm. case, strongest case. Sure. Yeah. Comeback player of the year. Do they have the ones that should have that are left out on that too? too? They only had one. Okay. They only have one snub on here. I'll read the candidates. You got Saquon Barkley yep. from the Giants, who everybody knows. Yep. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yep. It's funny that it's mostly coming off injuries. And then Geno Smith is just coming off of just disrespect. Just, he's just, just coming just off general of, disrespect. Just coming off a difficult career. Yeah, at some point, people are written off. But then they can choose not to write back. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. so that's the three that they have. Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, and Geno Smith. Who you got? The snub here is uh, Travis Etienne Jr. Ah. Fair what enough. was what was his? Because uh, he had an injury last year. Season mm-hmm. engine. Okay. But I think the reason why they he missed almost I think he missed his entire rookie season. Okay. Say it, but with how an injury, come back from yeah. So it's like we don't know what you're coming back from. Yeah, we didn't see you. We didn't see how good you were. So, yeah, I think. Uh, oh yeah, I guess. I, I th- guess in the in this, because Geno Smith, it's not like he fell from grace. <laughs> to me, this got to be Geno's award. It's easily Geno. Easily, I'm giving it to Geno. I'm giving it to Geno too, man. That dude had us like what. <laughs> what <laughs> the whole year the best deep ball in the league yep all year uh statistically um scramble if he needed to like it, carrying his team to victories when their defense was letting them down yeah i say gino uh Christian i mean a McCaffrey guy who was, a guy think, who who essentially had created a reputation for himself for just gonna be like a journeyman backup for the rest of his career after he yeah. fell out of favor at, at, with the Jets. Yeah. Um, you know, stayed put and um, won the job outright against – who did he – did he have to compete with Drew Locke? Was that it? He did. Yeah, remember he said we got two starting quarterbacks? Oh, that's right. <laughs> that was right. Dummy. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I'd say no because we – it's so obvious that he got into the perfect uh, position. Mm. He was over there in Carolina. He wasn't. He wasn't turning any heads over there. Mm. If you get traded mid-season, how can that make you comeback player of the year? They were. They were. The team was like, eh. And then you went to a stacked ass team and were balling with the with one of the best uh, running minds in the game. No surprise. I think they. I wouldn't be surprised if they give it to him, though. I'd they be shocked give it if they don't Gino. give it to Gino. Yeah. They got to give it to Gino. Yeah. And Saquon, we all rooting for him, man. Mm. Oof. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh-huh. Here's our uh, candidates. We got Tariq Woolen from the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Aiden Hutchison from the Lions. Probably fan favorite. Uh, he might short arm it. And then uh, Sauce Gardner from the Jets. Who's going to win? <laughs> Sauce Gardner is going to win this award easily, away, but I have yeah. to say that Aiden Hutchinson does not belong on this list. Nah, who who do they have that snubbed? He wasn't that good. Nah, he was struggling um, at first, right? He mm-hmm. came on at the end of the season. Who you got? Who who was snubbed? 
For snubs, they have Texan safety uh, Jalen Petrie, uh, Bears safety Jaquan Brisker, mm-hmm. Lions linebacker James Houston, Patriots cornerback Jack Jones, and Patriots mm. cornerback Marcus Jones. Jack Jones is a rookie? Mm. Yeah. Marcus Jones a rookie too. Wow. Look at Bill out here uh, drafting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are uh, there's some snubs, but no, none of them. It doesn't really Sauce matter Gardner. because you could you could change the order around as much as you want. They're giving it to Sauce Gardner. Easy. Didn't he make the Pro Bowl? Yep. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, it's a lock. Offensive rookie of the year. They got Brock Purdy, K nine, and Garrett Wilson, uh, the wide receiver of the Jets. I think they're gonna give this to uh, Purdy. But you can't really argue against fucking however many wins he had in a row. Hmm. I personally, there's a debate whether Brock Purdy deserves to be here, given the fact that he only played six games in the regular season. I happen, I agree. Yeah, I don't I think he belong. I, I agree. I don't think he should be on this list. Yeah, it's not of the quarter; it's of the year. <laughs> it's really it's playing six games. It's like, yeah, yeah. call me. Nobody when you can figure six, you out. Yeah, all these other motherfuckers are out here playing seventeen games. I. I Kenneth Walker was dealing with injuries and he came back and like, I I just don't think it's fair. Uh, There's quite a few snubs on this list who I would argue are far more worthy than being on there. Olave. uh, Chris Olave. Um, Packers wide receiver, Christian Watson. Oh yeah. Christian Watson too. All the Chris Texans running back, Damian Pierce. Oh, I forgot about him. Yes. How's Brady on the list, man? Get the fuck out of here. And motherfuckers, the top three running back in the league, quietly top three running back in the league, Falcons running back Tyler Algier. How is he not on this list? (laughs) Bro. I don't understand, man. How? (laughs) Disrespect. The level of disrespect. Yeah. There was some, the rookies are showing up, man. They're coming into the league more ready now. Ever. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> uh, the offensive player of the year. We got five, uh, four candidates. You got Patrick Mahomes. Where are we uh, on? He's a he's a quarterback of the uh, of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh-huh. He wears number fifteen. Uh-huh. Kinda uh huh. Kind of mixed curly hair. You know, <laughs> talks like frog. Frog. Yeah. <laughs> you got Justin Jefferson, the Vikings yep. wide receiver. Jalen Hurts, Eagles quarterback, mm-hmm. and Tyreek Hill, offensive player of the year. Ah, man, that's a tough one. I mean, when you you put the quarterbacks with wide receivers, can I say that this kind of annoys me a little bit? Like, it isn't enough that the MVP yeah. is basically a quarterback award, but then you're going to let two quarterbacks occupy space in the offensive player of the year award. Yeah, it's bullshit. And you got no running backs. I was just gonna say that you got no Josh Jacobs. You got we could no do like Henry. the Oscars and have ten. Like do like the Oscars, have ten candidates. Or why not? I think Saga brought up a good point last night over dinner. She was like, "Why not have you have MVP, which is basically a quarterback award. You have quarterback best best wide receiver, best running back. Mm-hmm. Why not? Or skill I mean, player, best skill are you player. T- are you telling me that Josh Jacobs, who had a hell of a year? Derrick Henry also had a great year. 
My man, former Bulldog Nick Chubb, running all over the mm. yard. Yep. And was the most valuable player on his team. Easy. Mm. I hate Good that point. they let quarterbacks into the Offensive Player of the Year award. Or they should just say skill, skill Player of the Year. So I it takes out the court, the quarterback a bit. Sure. I, it pisses me off. I hate it. I like that. I like that it pisses you off. Who would you say should win out of those four? It's tough, man. It's hard to even... I'd say Justin Jefferson. I he agree. broke Randy Moss's record. I say Justin Jefferson. I say fuck all these quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, I say Justin Jefferson. Some of the other snubs they list here, I'm not here for this, but they say Justin Fields. What? Chargers running back Austin Eckler. Um, mm, okay. Didn't he lead the league in touchdown? Or was that? No, that was the Lions running back. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <clears throat> And then, of course, they say, as I said, uh, Josh Jacobs and Nick Chubb. Yeah. Then we got the defensive player of the year. There's three candidates. It's weird. There's only three. Why are there? Okay, well, that pisses me off. Why are there four on the offense and only three on the defense? They don't give a fuck about defense. It's really annoying. There's never defensive. Oh, my God. The snubs. Go ahead. Of course. They only got three. It's Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, and Micah Parsons. All worthy. To be on that list. Yeah. Clearly. I assume Nick Bosa is going to win it. Yeah. I think he had the most sacks. I think Michael listen, Parsons should win it, personally. Listen to these snubs. <laughs> so, yeah. Steeler safety, Mika Fitzpatrick. Didn't he lead the league in uh, interceptions? Did he? I didn't know that. Pretty close. I know he's flying. Around. I love uh, watching him, to me, is like watching Micah Parsons as well. I know we got one against my Falcons, that's for sure. Um, Raiders defensive end Max Crosby snubbed. Wow. And this one, I mean, okay, can we just talk about the fact that there's not a – the Eagles defense, which has the most sacks on the year, you don't have a single Eagles player tapped for defensive player of the year. I know, right? Hassan Reddick. Yeah, how's he not – yeah. How is he not on the list? Stupid. Maybe that's what he, yeah, he's talking about. How he's, yeah. I. This is a dumb list. There should be. There yeah, should Fitzpatrick be had the most interceptions, and he's the only one that had a, a pick six. I mean, not only pick six, but he had uh, one of his was a touchdown of the ones that had six. This There's is a few like that had six, but he had a pick six in there as well. This is uh, oh, a oh Tariq Woolen too. I think there should be five. Yeah. You should have five candidates for defensive player of the year. This is dumb. And then they have five candidates for MVP. All Mm. quarterbacks except for Justin Jefferson. And that's just kind of an honorable mention thing. Stupid. But it's Josh Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes. MVP is Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I don't see... I don't see any way to disagree with that. There's a uh, addition by subtraction type of thing where you can, uh, if you wanted to throw Tua in there. Because when he was not on that team, it looked like a different fucking team. And then when he's on the team, it looked like a, uh, when he's healthy on the team, it looks like a top offense in NFL. <laughs> so mm. that's an argument for Tua Tungvaloa, But I think the fact that the, the Chiefs lost what felt like one of their biggest offensive yeah. weapons, they completely changed their offense, and yep. yet 
they still not only managed to win the AFC, you know, the number one seed, um, but they also had the number one offense in the yep. And scoring. Wasn't it 29 points a game average? So I would say it's sort of a no-brainer that you have to give it to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And it's a no-brainer that if y'all smart out there, you break that fucking that uh that Reed B enemy team up. Mm. And somebody hired this man away from Andy Reed because the fact they keep snubbing him. I saw uh, a report that that the commanders were requesting to interview the enemy to be their their offensive coordinator. You are lying. It's true. <laughs> Smack in the face. So not a head coaching job, but just a lateral move. Like, come be our OC. True story. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's like, prove it. Prove that you're... <laughs> then again, you got these it's people who sniffed Sean McVay for half a season. He's been to the Super Bowl three times in the last five years, but I still need him to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> that it's not Andy Reid. Well, of course, Andy Reid has something to do with it. But still. no, I'm just saying, like they're all like, oh, no, it has to be Andy Reid. It's uh, you know, mm. it can't be uh, the offensive coordinator. Like you know what I mean? But Sean McVay, they're like that guy is good enough because he was on the Sean McVay staff. But Andy Reid, it's got to be Andy. It's all Andy Reid. Mm. Insane. Yeah, it's such bullshit. If he was skinny, I feel like this is more than just black. He just looks, you know what I mean? He's not mm. a handsome dude, I think, is what. Or Short, tradi- little traditionally Oompa handsome. Loompa. Yeah, he's just like a. He's not like D'Amico Ryan's, you know? Right. Handsome and looks uh, stri- striking. D'Amico yeah. Ryan, former, like, just not too long out of the league. You'd probably let him date your daughter if he weren't such a racist. You know? <laughs> I think there's something to it, man. I think there's something to it where as soon as Mike McCarthy gets hired, there's questions about him and his ability. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You got to be – I don't talk about fat phobia much. It doesn't seem to affect Andy Reid, though. Andy Reid proved it for a long time as the Eagles coach, and then he was fired as soon as they fell off, as soon as they – He fat as hell. <laughs> and Bianami didn't use to be. Remember, he was a good player. He's college. been going to the barbecue joints with Andy Reid. Oh That's yeah, they over there when they're sitting there <laughs> looking at film all day. You know, he orders a slab of everything. Can you bring six animals? <laughs> six animals worth of uh, everything, and we're gonna like, go through some tape. And some extra barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> barbecue sauce. <laughs> Bring me 12 hot honeys now. (laughs) Can I get an extra side of hot honey on my hot honey? (laughs) Can you heat up the hot honey? I want my honey hotter. I'm going to be so fucking pissed if they have suspended the hot honey by the time I get back to the United States. I got to get one. Yeah. I think I'm going to make them for the Super Bowl. Mm. We'll talk about Super Bowl food uh in the next one too 
when we're, as we're mm-hmm. gearing up. We got to talk about what we're going to eat. I got to get my plan ready. I think I really want to make hot honeys. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like hot honey sliders. Oh, bro, I was just getting ready to say that. Like hot honey bites, you know, yeah. like little mini versions. Little hot honey sliders. Shit, I wasn't going to stay up for the Super Bowl, but if you're going to do that, I might have to I might have to stay awake for that. I think I'm going to do it. I might start I might make homemade pickles too. I think I'm going to start making some pickles now. That's long Mm. enough, right? Yeah, sure. You can also, you can do a quick pickle. Yeah. Like how my wife does it a lot with the the red onions. Mm. I might have to, I'm making a hot honeys, man. That's it. We'll talk about it. All right. Is that all you had on the docket, man? I'm going to wrap this up. uh, That is all I have for now. Everything else is mostly Super Bowl related, and we can get into that next week. Because yeah, uh, we got we got a week to just talk about everything, talk about the Super Bowl and all that bullshit. And mm-hmm. uh, the game is what February twelfth, I believe. Yeah. Right. Yep. Sunday, February twelfth. Uh, yeah, Sunday the twelfth, Monday the <laughs> for us right Monday, Monday starts the at twelve thirty. Sunday the twelfth uh, is also Bash's first gig. Okay. He's gonna do a. a He's gonna do a stop motion animation voice voicing for a small film, a short film. Oh, so he's gonna have his first paid gig, man. He's gonna make a little cash, put in his Let's little go bash. Account. Yeah, get that money, man. Nice. <laughs> I like that shit. Pay, pay your taxes. Pay your bills, son. <laughs> pay your bills. <laughs> Ain't nothing free. Gonna start charging him rent. Oh yeah. <laughs> start. What you mean start? <laughs> I thought that's what Barmbadrog meant. I didn't look at the translation. <laughs> so that's my money. <laughs> we got paid. Uh, all right. Thank y'all for checking this episode out. It has been another fun episode of Spinnerfell with Jonathan Rollins. And give me Sarah. We'll be back to talk about the Super Bowl. Stay tuned. Peace. Later, y'all. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.